I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir. And we welcome you to our podcast. If you are a first-time listener, we welcome you. If you are a regular listener, we welcome you to our podcast. The Parents of Prodigals podcast is a weekly live call-in program dedicated to lifting up in prayer, in petition, supplication, wayward children, backslidden children, maybe perhaps teenagers or adults who have fallen by the wayside, have left the church, left the faith, maybe even renounced the faith, or maybe perhaps children who have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so this program is dedicated to lifting them up in prayer, the salvation of their souls, the deliverance of their souls, is what this program is all about. And again, this being a live podcast, we invite you to call in and share your prayer requests with us. We will lift your children up in prayer before the throne of grace. You know, many times I had often given much thought to my own son and daughter. And before this podcast's inception, um, I was tremendously burdened for their salvation. I had spoken to several people in my church, Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, about the burden that I felt for my own son and daughter's salvation. And the burden I felt was to begin an outreach, a ministry of some kind, to minister to not just the prayer and petition of unsaved or prodigal sons and daughters, but to minister to the parents as well. As many times we agonize and worry about them, I've often said in previous podcasts that the next biblical event on the prophetic calendar is the rapture of the church, when Christ will come and snatch away all born-again believers who have trusted in him and committed their lives to him. The snatching up of all believers from the planet Earth and immediately following the rapture will come a terrible time called the Great Tribulation Period, a period of time when God's judgments will be poured out on an unrepentant world. We don't want our sons and daughters to be here for this period of time called the Tribulation. And nor do we want our prodigal sons and daughters to have as their destiny a Christless grave. And so we lift them up in prayer We lift them up that God would touch their hearts and souls, soften any hardened heart, open any closed mind for their salvation. And so again, we invite you to call in your prayer requests. If you are not inclined to call in live, you may type in your requests through a text and we will see it on our screen. If you wish your request to be anonymous, we will respect your confidentiality. 
And you can also send in your requests through our two websites, Podbean and the Parents of Prodigals US website. You can send in your requests that way. Either way, you will get your prayer request, we will honor your prayer request, and we will bring it before the throne of grace. And so I ask you to join me in an opening word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I come before you, we come before you in Jesus' name, asking, first of all, Lord God, before we ask anything of you, that you forgive us for anything we may have said, anything we may have done, any thoughts we have had, anything that we have committed, any act we may have committed that's been displeasing in your sight, Lord. Cleansing from sin is what we need, Lord, before we can come into your presence. We need to wash our hands in the laver and be cleansed from all sin. Only the blood of Jesus can do that. And we ask for your forgiveness so we can come into your presence to make sure nothing hinders our fellowship or our communication or our relationship with you. Thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we pray that this short period of time that we're together with other listeners, that you bless this time, that your anointing be on this short period of time, that this be a time of mutual comfort, strength, encouragement, and edification for everyone who listens live, and even those who will be listening later on after downloading and hearing the episodes later. Time and distance is no problem for you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. Bless this time, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. Last week, when I was on the air, we experienced significant technical difficulties. And if you may not have been able to tell, I also was battling a cold. All those factors chimed in to act as obstacles in ministering and prayer. And as the enemy, I feel, interfered in our airtime, he reached out in prayer that the technical difficulties would be resolved. And it was so. Even prior to that, when we had a guest on our show, a young man who gave his testimony, whose music we will be hearing in a going to give his testimony and what the Lord had done for him, how the Lord had delivered him. And even then we experienced technical difficulties and we reached out and he rebuked the power of the enemy. We were determined that his story would be told and that the enemy would not have the victory interfering with the blessing that would be received by those who would listen to his story. And so the difficulties were resolved, and this young man was free to tell his story, and many were blessed. And so here we are again on the air, in prayer and petition and supplication for our unsaved children. Some are teenagers who maybe at one time were coming to church, and 
As they got older, they have told their parents they no longer want to come to church. I'm no longer interested in the things of God. Maybe perhaps they're young adults and doing their own thing, caught up with career, their jobs, relationships, hobbies, activities, and they have put God in any relationship with him in the background. You know, you can be a prodigal in church. There are many people in the church who merely attend, but they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They treat their Christianity like it's a hobby, something that they squeeze in to do during the week. And Christ is looking for true disciples, those who would truly follow him, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And so we pray for our prodigal sons and daughters that God will deliver them from any distractions that are keeping them from walking faithfully in the way of life. And that's what this podcast is all about. At this time, we want to acknowledge listeners from different parts of the country as well as different parts of the world. We welcome listeners in New York. We have listeners in Oklahoma, California, Maryland, Texas, and Colorado. We also have several listeners tuning in in South Africa, Japan, as well as Brazil. And although there is definitely a time difference, and some may not be listening live, they may be listening later on through the downloading of the program, they will be blessed as well. We thank you for tuning in and listening. We do have, I see someone who's trying to call in. And as soon as we see them again on the air, we are going to chime them in. I believe it is our sister Leslie Rodriguez, I believe, who was trying to come on. But I do not see her there. But whoever it is, if they come on, you're welcome to come on live. And we would love to hear from you. That being said, we always begin our program with a short devotional. And the only way we deviate from the routine is if the Spirit of God intervenes. I could be in the middle of my devotional, and I could see on my screen that somebody is calling in, perhaps with an insight or a prayer request. And upon seeing that, I would definitely want to hear from this person. It may be somebody who has a burden. Maybe the Lord has spoken to them, and they have a word for us. Or maybe it is an emergency prayer request. At that point in time, we do as the Spirit of God leads. Our text for tonight's devotional, we have two of them. Psalm 62, verse 8, and Psalm 18, verse 6. Psalm 62, verse 8, and Jeremiah 18, verse 6. And we, I will give you a moment to find those two texts in your Bibles. And the title of this devotional tonight is The Heart 
that is poured out, the heart that is poured out. We're going to be reading from the King James Version of the Scriptures tonight, and there is a reason for that. And I will explain the reason after we read our two texts. First, Psalm 62, verse 8. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. And Jeremiah 18, verse 6. O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hands, O house of Israel. And I chose the King James Version of the Bible for this time of scripture reading and devotion because of that short word, the word ye, Y-E. It is the Old English form of plural. You know, most Bible versions have the word you. Trust in him at all times, you people. And in Jeremiah 18.6, cannot I do with you as this potter? But that could be referring perhaps to two or even three people. But the old English word ye grammatically refers to a multitude of people, if not a great multitude. Ye is a extra plural form of a word. And it refers either to the house of Israel or in general, the people of God. And in both these texts, that's who is being addressed. A multitude of people, not just two or three, but a multitude, both the children of Israel and in general, believers in our Lord, you and I, and all Christians throughout the world. And the plural form ye accurately renders that. You know, the year was 1902, and that was many years ago. And a young woman named Adelaide Pollard was hoping to go to Africa as a missionary. But she wasn't able to raise the money she needed for her transportation or her support. And so she became greatly discouraged. She had her heart set on being a missionary. And she just couldn't understand why God wasn't blessing her efforts to serve him in this way. And she struggled with this burden and confusion about what God was doing and why. And it was beginning to wear her down and take a toll on her faith. And she wanted to serve God so badly as a missionary. She had planned on it. She had trained for it. She prepared herself for it both mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, even medically. And now it appeared like she would have to head in another direction with her life. And she wondered, how could God not honor such a noble aspiration in becoming a missionary? Well, one night, Adeline Pollard attended a prayer meeting, and she overheard an elderly woman who was praying. And as she was praying, this woman was saying, Heavenly Father, 
it really doesn't matter what you do with us, Lord. Just have your own way with our lives. Well, God immediately led Adelaide Pollard to the scripture. Our second text, Jeremiah 18, verse 6. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. And that phrase of house of Israel is mentioned two times in our text, at the beginning of God's statement and at the end of God's statement. And in Hebrew grammar, this signifies that he, God, was the one in charge. He was the one who was sovereign. He was the one who was in command of both the potter's wheel, the process, but mostly of the clay, his people. And that night, Adelaide Pollard left the prayer meeting and went home. And when she arrived home, she broke down and cried before the Lord. She cried out all her disappointment, all her discouragement, all her feelings of rejection, and all her feelings of heartbreak. And then she began to pray and to confess, trust in God, confessing complete confidence in the Lord's will, regardless of what she was feeling. But then suddenly she found that her prayer appeared to be taking the form of a song, both in her heart and on her lips. And after praying, she immediately began to write down what she felt led to pray. And then she felt the Spirit's leading to show her words to a friend of hers who put the words to music. And so the words were put to music. And these words became one of the most classic, inspirational, and Spirit-filled hymns ever written. And the name of that hymn became Have Thine Own Way, Lord. Now, many of our contemporary songs that we sing in our churches today often focus on blessings and miracles, which is in itself not a bad thing. But many of the hymns of the faith written long ago tended to focus more on surrender, submission, consecration, and brokenness. And the opening words of this particular hymn spoke of these things, saying, Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will, while I am waiting, yielded and still. You know, every modern English translation we read has Psalm 62 verse 8 as Pour out your heart. Now, we don't need to expound too much on this to explain what it means to pour out your heart. We can see an excellent example of that in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, when Hannah supposedly poured out her heart to God. However, in this case, she wasn't exactly pouring her heart out. She was merely speaking her heart. She spoke her heart. And the Hebrew word used here is debar, debar. And it means to speak your heart, 
to express what you're thinking and feeling in your heart. However, in Psalm 62, verse 8, David isn't just saying to just speak your heart, debar. No, David is telling us to shephak, shephak our hearts to God. And that word in Psalm 62, verse 8, shephak, comes from an old Canaanite word for melting wax and then pouring it into a mold. I've often said in previous studies that Greek and Hebrew and many of the Eastern and Oriental languages are picture languages. They're so much more richer than English because the words often portray a pictorial image of what the word means. And that word shephak, again, coming from an old Canaanite word, is a picture of wax that is melting and then poured into a mold. And so the word pour isn't necessarily a wrong translation, but it's just not the fullest expression and the meaning of the term. No, what David is saying to us is that we need to melt our hearts and pour them out to God so he can mold us into what he wants us to be, to become complete and total brokenness, so he can mold us into the image of what he wants us to be. And in turn, God wants our prodigal sons and daughters. He wants their hearts to become like wax, completely melted and broken, so that he could work in their lives and make them to become what he would like them to be. So what does it mean to melt our hearts? Well, Adelaide Pollard was setting her own heart on what she wanted to be, a missionary to Africa. And what could be more noble? Surely God would admire such a request. And God would definitely have said, I must grant her request. It was as if her heart was set in steel as to what she wanted and expected. But that heart of steel had to be melted. And only when it was melted can it be molded into what God wants it to become. And so it was through this woman, through her brokenness and what she went through, that God used her to write this particular hymn and dozens of others that have given encouragement, strength, and comfort to many believers, leading them to a fuller surrender and brokenness before the Lord, and as a result of that, having a closer walk with God. And so as we think of our prodigal sons and daughters, we need to fully surrender them to God. We need to shaphak our hearts, melt them before the Lord completely, so that God can in turn shaphak, melt the hearts of our prodigal sons and daughters in deliverance and salvation. We need to allow God to save our children in his own way, in his own time. We need to tell God, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Join me in a word of prayer, please. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this time of sharing of scripture. And Lord, your word says that a broken and contrite heart you will not despise, Lord. We come before you completely broken, completely and totally dependent on you. We need you, Lord. We need for you to have your own way in our lives. 
And Lord, we fully surrender our hearts and our minds to you. We shephak, Lord. We melt our hearts, Lord God. We allow you to mold us into what you would like us to be. Not our plans, your plans, Lord. Not our will, your will. We ask, Lord God, that you shephak the hearts of our prodigal sons and daughters. Melt their hearts. Soften it if it's hardened like steel. So you can mold them into the men and women of God you would like them to be. Salvation and deliverance is what we're praying for. Our prodigal sons and daughters, and for us, the parents or guardians. Strength, comfort, encouragement, patience with them, and wisdom on how to deal with them. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In a few moments, we're going to go into a short musical interlude. And then we have several prayer requests that have come in. You know, prayer is not just supplication and petition and intercession. Prayer is also warfare, complete and total warfare. As the enemy does not want us to pray for our prodigal sons and daughters, the lies of the enemy are many. The enemy will tell us that we're wasting our time. They're too far gone. The enemy will tell us that we need to leave them in God's hands. Don't even bother praying for them. The enemy will try to discourage us and tell us that they're never going to change. Your prayers are being wasted. Move on to somebody else. There's no hope for them. Again, these are lies of the enemy in an effort to get you to stop praying for them. But we need to enter the battleground of prayer warfare. You know, Satan, our enemy, has a legion of army of demons. The word of God says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said he came that we may have life and have it abundantly. And so we need to enter our time of prayer, not just asking God to save our prodigal sons and daughters and entering petition and intercession and supplication, but also rebuking the prince and the power of the air who would keep our prodigal sons and daughters bound in a variety of things, whether it's addiction or alcoholism, gang activity, illicit relationships, love of pleasure, depression, no matter what it may be. The enemy wants to keep them bound and does not want to see them saved. And for that reason, we need to enter prayer warfare, rebuking the power of the enemy, which is what we are going to do tonight. It is work. It is effort. Like most warfare, it requires courage, perseverance, fortitude. And we need to hold our ground and not give an inch to the enemy who would love nothing more than to keep us from praying for them. Even fasting. Jesus at one time was talking to his disciples who tried to cast out an evil spirit from someone. They were unsuccessful. And Jesus told them, 
that this kind can only come up by prayer and fasting. There are times when the enemy's hold is extremely strong. And those are the times we need to not just pray, but to fast and truly persevere in prayer and supplication. Praying without ceasing until we get the victory, the the assurance of answered prayer being dropped in our hearts that God will bring it to pass. It is no easy task. And the battle for the souls of our prodigal sons and daughters is a fight to the death. No prisoners being taken. The enemy wants your prodigal, my prodigal son and daughter, dead and in a Christless grave. And we cannot let that happen. We will not let that happen. But we will enter into prayer and supplication and petition and prayer warfare on behalf of them. And so we take this brief musical interlude. And when we come back, we will enter a time of prayer on behalf of the requests that we have before us. If you have a request, call in. Disregard the time. We go from 7 to 8. But as the Lord leads, we will go past 8 o'clock. If we are before the throne of grace, we will place no time limits on the Spirit's leading. So feel free to call in. Maybe you have an insight, a scripture you'd like to share that can be an encouragement to someone who's listening. Maybe a testimony you'd like to share on what God has done for you. The word you share, whether it's a scripture, a testimony, or an insight, can sharpen the iron of another believer who needs encouragement and strength. And also feel free to call in with your prayer requests or type it in so we can lift up your loved one before the throne of grace. And so following this musical interlude, we will enter the throne of grace and enter spiritual warfare on behalf of our prodigal sons and daughters. We will be right back.
Gave me a second chance, and a third chance, and a fourth chance I'm forgiven again, 70 times 7, your mercy endureth You even cleaned me up when I wasn't the purest When I wanna give up, but you gave me endurance I wasn't really sure, but you gave me assurance I couldn't pay you back for what you did You gave me a chance to really start to live So I'ma live I give you praise, that's my sacrifice, it's true Everything I do is just to glorify you Whether I'm praying for my brother or I'm rapping in the booth Nothing else matters, promise, it's all about I'ma you I'ma give you glory and honor and praise Even though it's looking like bad weather in my day I'ma give you glory and honor and praise Only you are worthy of all of my praise all of my praise I'ma give you all the glory All the honor All my praises Lift my hands up Never faking Feel his presence He's amazing Yeah, I'ma go hard for what I believe in Been given power to get rid of spirits and the demons Bondage is broken Any chains that was holding you pop off It's true cause of his word it must happen My God is not soft All of the glory I give it to him I work his word like I'm inside the gym All of his praises I give them to you You're faithful to me so I'm faithful to you All of the glory I give it to him Work out his word like I'm inside the gym All of my praises I give them to you Faithful to me so I'm faithful to you I'ma give you glory and honor and praise Even though it's looking like bad weather in my day I'ma give you glory and honor and praise only you are worthy of all my praise All of my praise Oh my praise My praise Once I was lost, then I was found I was falling fast, I was about to hit the ground 
I was doing bad, I ain't think he saw the good in me But he saved my soul, cause my God got the crown Crown, 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 crown But he saved my soul, cause my God got the crown Crown, 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 crown I was in the whip I was riding shotgun, the homie driving sideways, my cousin in the back, we was looking for the bud, trying to get our smoke on, a little puffin' pass, and the driver, he was strapped, smoke away my problems, but that would never solve them, left turn, no blinking at the cops on our back, car full of weed smoke, police made us hop out, I'm shaking cause I'm nervous, the gun inside the back, now I got a gun charge, I'm sitting in my cell thinking how my life is whack, and how I'm gonna get back, I know I ain't gonna snitch on my cousin, but I ain't know the dude that was driving, man, he bugging, why he have the heat in the car in the first place how i get myself in this mess this my first case i ain't trying to spend my life in jail this the worst place the gun had bodies on it murder in the first case yeah once i was lost then i was found i was falling fast i was about to hit the ground i was doing bad i ain't think he saw the good in me but he saved my soul cause my god got the crown 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 but he saved my soul cause my god got the crown 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 Spent my first night crying, I was hurting, can't lie I was shaking like a leaf when it's windy outside Tried to play the tough road, told them I ain't saying nothing They was telling me my cousin and his boy said it's mine They trying to throw the book at me, they said I could do time They said I need a lawyer, but I ain't have a dime They was yelling, I ain't hear him, I had so much on my mind I cannot believe they flipped it on me, Satan's on his grind He tried to get rid of me, he knew God had a plan for my life to work vividly He knew I'd be saving souls for the kingdom relentlessly I asked him to forgive me and to save me from this misery I woke up the next day, pre-trial hearing was at 9 a.m. I prayed to the Lord that they wouldn't box me in. I saw my cousin and then I saw his friend. His friend took the charge, said it's all on him. It's all on him. His friend took the charge, said it's all on him. Once I was lost, then I was found. I was falling fast, I was about to hit the ground. I was doing bad, I ain't think he saw the good in me. But he saved my soul, cause my God got the crown. Crown, crown, crown. Crown. But he saved my soul cause my God got the crown Crown, 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 crown. Alright, we are back with the continuation of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Normally I play two musical numbers, but in this case I played three. Those two last numbers... Well, the first one that you heard was the Sole Purpose Evangelical Church worship team. I run to the Father. And that's the prayer that we have for all of our prodigals, that they reach the point where they run to the Father for salvation and deliverance. And those two last musical pieces were from a young brother, named Jerron Wilkins Jr., who was a guest on the air of our podcast several weeks ago. This young man gave his testimony regarding everything that he was involved with, all the people that he associated with, all the things he had done. And he put his story to music. And I played two of those numbers because we are about to enter prayer warfare. And I felt it was important to hear this young man's story, the way he tells it. And when you heard the words of what the Lord had done for him, delivering him, strengthening him, 
saving him. Nothing is impossible for God. And so you just heard what the Lord had done for him, delivering him. He himself was a prodigal, raised in the church, and then going back out into the world and becoming involved with a variety of things, involved with different people who led him astray. But again, nothing is impossible for God. And our brother Jerron Wilkins had a Damascus Road experience, knocked off his horse, and God softened the heart. Shep Hack melted our brother's heart and remolded it, turning him to the man of God who he is today. And the same way God did this for the Apostle Paul and did it for our brother Jerron Wilkins, as you have heard, he can do it for your prodigal son and daughter. And so we enter into prayer right now. These are the petitions that are before us right now that we will bring before the throne of grace. First, a young lady by the name of Angela. And her father writes in that he is seeking deliverance and salvation for her. She's caught in the enemy's grip. And her father is seeking divine protection and divine redemption. Our brother, Jamie Shock, who is instrumental if not primary and responsible for this podcast being put together, his daughter, China, is in need of deliverance and salvation from the enemy's grip. We will lift her up in prayer. Every week we touch and agree for a man by the name of Edgar, who is the adult son of a godly couple at Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. Edgar is involved in an illicit lifestyle, caught up in the enemy's deception of pleasure. And he is doing certain things in the presence of his daughter, living an illicit lifestyle. His daughter is perhaps seeing this. And we lift him up in prayer for his deliverance and his salvation. Another sister in Christ asks that we lift up her four sons, Adult sons, Hector, Jason, Justin, and German, for their deliverance and their salvation. Then we have anonymous request. Someone contacted us that they are requesting that we lift up a dad. No details are given, but that's not important. God knows the details. And some of these prayers may overlap because all of them have one thing in common. They are all prodigals in need of deliverance, salvation, and the filling of the Holy Spirit who seals them. And so join me right now as we enter into a time of prayer. This is not for the faint of heart. It is warfare. So join me as we enter the throne of grace, picking up the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit in intercession, prayer and petition for these requests. Oh Lord God, we praise you, we worship you, we lift you up, we magnify you, Heavenly Father. We take this time to thank you for our salvation, to thank you 
for the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ that makes it possible for us to even to come before you, Lord God. We thank you for the shed blood of Christ. We thank you for dying on the cross for us, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you for the time when we can come before you in prayer, Heavenly Father. We don't want to take our salvation for granted, Lord God. Lord Jesus, you didn't have to die for us, but you did. We didn't deserve it. It's by your grace that we're saved through faith and not of any works, lest that we should boast, Lord God. We thank you so much that our eternity is sealed. We've surrendered our lives to you, and now we've placed our trust in you. And we have a heavenly home, a mansion that we can go to. Soon we'll have glorified bodies and we'll be spending eternity with you, Lord God. And we thank you and we praise you for that, my God. But Lord, we want to come before you because we want our prodigals, our sons and daughters to join us in this heavenly glory. And Lord, first and foremost, we lift up this young lady, Angela, my God. You know all the details. You know the situation. You know what she's doing, who she's with, where she's going, where she's been, what her plans are, what she's thinking, the company she's keeping, what she's saying. Lord, she's caught in the enemy's grip, Heavenly Father. And the enemy is determined to hold on to her. But we are just as determined to free her, Lord God. And so we come before you in prayer, Heavenly Father. Entering warfare, first and foremost, rebuking the power of the enemy in Angela's life. There are evil spirits that have her bound in whatever she is doing. Lord God, there may be friends, ungodly friends, people who are influencing her telling her to do the wrong thing. Like Psalm 1 says, Lord God, she's following the counsel of the wicked and standing in the company of the ungodly. And Lord, we ask you that you deliver her, Lord God. Deliver her, Heavenly Father. Deliver her from listening to the advice of the wicked. Deliver Angela from standing in the company of sinners. Deliver her from joining in with any mockers, Lord God. Father, we just rebuke the enemy. Whatever demons have her bound, whatever it is that has her bound, we rebuke it. We speak it out right now, whatever it is. In the name of Jesus, we claim deliverance for Angela. Lord, you have the perfect way, the perfect time, the perfect method, Lord God. You know what needs to be done, my God. We shephak. We melt our hearts before you, Lord God. Do what needs to be done. Do what it takes to save Angela, my God. If necessary, give her a Damascus Road experience, knocking her off her horse, Heavenly Father, and saving her soul. Shepak her heart, Lord God. Melt Angela's heart. If it's hardened towards the gospel, if she doesn't want to listen to the message, the good news of Jesus Christ, Lord God, shepak her heart. Melt it, Lord God. Melt it completely. Break her. Give her no peace in her life until she realizes that you are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord Jesus. 
We commit Angela into your hands, her salvation, Lord God. We thank you for it, Heavenly Father. We pray for this father, Angela's father, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you give him peace. Drop the assurance in his heart that this prayer is going to be answered. This prodigal will be seen on the road. It may happen tomorrow. It may happen the day after. It may happen a year from now. We don't know how it's going to happen, Lord God. It may happen quickly and simply. Or again, it may require she be knocked off a horse, my God. Do whatever it needs to be done to save this young woman. Make her into the woman of God that she is destined to be. Save her soul. Rapture her, Lord God. Deliver her, Heavenly Father. We commit her into your hands, her salvation, her deliverance. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, we commit her into your hands, Heavenly Father. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. You are the potter, and Angela is the clay. Mold her and make her in thine own will, and we will wait for you to do it, completely surrendered and still. We commit Angela into your hands, and we thank you and we praise you for her salvation, Lord God. We lift up China, my brother Jamie Shock's daughter, Lord God. She's in a far-off land, Lord God, and she is involved in whatever she's involved with, Heavenly Father. You know the story. You know the details, my God. Distance is not a problem for you, Father. She's all the way in a foreign land, and you see what needs to be done, Lord God. It's a process, Heavenly Father. It could be instantaneous, or it could take time. But Lord, we just lift up China's soul to you, Lord God. We lift up her soul to you, Heavenly Father. Lord, many people may make futile plans, Lord God. They may plan what they want to do with their own lives, Lord God, but there is a way that seems right unto a person, but the end of it leads to death. And Lord, I pray that you steer China away from whatever her own plans are for her life, Lord God. You have a perfect plan for her. You want her to become the woman of God that you want her to be. And so we lift China up, her salvation. We lift up her deliverance, Lord God. We believe in the power of your word to deliver her, Heavenly Father. We trust in your power, my God, that you will do what needs to be done to save her and to save her partner, Lord God. We don't want to leave anyone out, Heavenly Father. Move in that household. Open up blinded eyes, soften hardened hearts until you open up the mouth and they both confess you as Lord and they do the right thing, Lord God, and surrender their lives completely to you, Heavenly Father. We pray for China and her partner that they both come to a saving knowledge of Christ, that they surrender their lives to you, that they see that they need you, Lord God. We rebuke the deception of the enemy that tries to get them on a different path, doing different things, believing different things, turning to different philosophies, whatever it may be, even maybe perhaps false teachings of a different kind of church. Lord God, steer them on the right path, the path of truth, Lord God. Deliver them from deception. 
Open up their eyes to the truth. Save both their souls. Fill them both with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Start the work right now. You cannot have them. We rebuke the power of the enemy. Satan, you cannot have China or her partner. You cannot have them. Lord God, open up both their eyes so that they completely confess their sins to you and surrender their lives to you, Lord Jesus, and make you the Lord of their lives and no one else, Lord God. Not their own plans, not their own will, not their own desires, but that they surrender completely to you, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we want to lift up this young man, Edgar, Lord God, the adult son of a dear brother and sister in church. And Father, you see what Edgar is involved with, Lord God. You see the lifestyle that he's involved with, the things that he's doing, even things that he's doing before his young daughter, Lord God. He may not even think of what he's doing is wrong, Lord God. And first and foremost, we pray that you open up his eyes, my God. We lift him up in prayer to you, Lord God. Look upon Edgar, his life, his actions, his thoughts, Lord God. You know our thoughts before we even think them, Lord God. You formed us in the womb, and you have plans for us. And I pray, Lord God, that you deliver Edgar from whatever it is that he's doing, whatever lifestyle he's living. Deliver him from the corrupt company that he may be keeping that are whispering lies into his ears, Lord God. Deliver him from any false beliefs that he has that what he's doing is not so bad or that you will look the other way. My God, convict him of his sin. Give him no rest either, Lord God. Give him absolutely no peace. Speak to him about the gospel, maybe through a co-worker, maybe through a Christian song, Lord God. Maybe through a friend who's a Christian. Whatever you choose to do, Lord God, let the gospel of Jesus Christ reach his ears, penetrate his heart, soak into his mind, so that he also confesses you as Lord and surrenders his life to you. Help him to give up this illicit lifestyle that he's living and turn to you, Lord God, fully surrendered, fully dedicated. We rebuke the power of the enemy. We rebuke Satan. We rebuke the demonic forces that have Edgar bound, deceived, blinded, hardened, tricked, bamboozled. We rebuke these powers in the name of Jesus. We cast them away. And Lord, we ask you to begin the work. It may be something as simple as just coming to church and hearing the preaching. But Lord God, begin the work. Soften the heart. Make him open to listening to the gospel, Lord God. Make a move in his life so that he moves towards you, the cross of Calvary, and bring him to the foot of the cross, Lord God. We pray for his daughter as well, that you protect her, his child, Lord God, his young daughter. Protect her. Put your angels around her. And protect her, Lord God, until you bring these prayers to pass. Protect this little girl from the things that she may have be seeing and be exposed to, Lord God. Put a hedge around her, Heavenly Father. 
Lord God, we want to pray for Hector, Jason, Justin, and German. These four young men, Lord God, the adult sons of a dear sister in Christ at our church. And Lord, you know, like the other requests, you know the details. You know the information. You know what these young men need in order to have them drawn to you, Lord God. Lord God, put a shield around them, Heavenly Father. The enemy's trying to destroy these four young men. And I know that their mother is maybe worried about them, agonizing for their safety and salvation, their eternal salvation, Lord God. I pray that you hold her head high in encouragement. But I also pray that you hear our cries on behalf of her four sons. Answer us, Lord God, from your holy mountain, Lord God. Deliver these four young men from whatever it is they're involved with. Nothing is too hard for you. The salvation of ten is just as easy as the salvation of one, Lord God. Convict these four young men of whatever it is they're doing. Perhaps maybe they think they're Christians, and they may not be believers, completely dedicated and consecrated and committed to you, Heavenly Father. Convict these four young men of their need to absolutely, completely, and fully surrender to you without reservation, leaving behind anything that they're doing that's illicit or sinful, Lord God. Save their souls. Touch their hearts, Lord God. Save these four young men. And if maybe some of them are saved, but their hearts are waxing cold, light a fire, a revival fire in their hearts, Lord God, a fire of recommitment and rededication and revival, Lord God. We trust you with these four young men and their salvation. Give their mother comfort and strength and patience and perseverance. Lord God, your word says that we can lay down and sleep and wake up in safety because you're watching over us. And we want to not be afraid of 10,000 enemies who surround us on every side. Our trust is on you, Lord God, completely, that you'll bring to pass the salvation of these four young men. We rebuke the power of the enemy in their lives. We cast it away from them. There may be evil spirits in their homes deceiving them, having them bound on whatever it is they're doing. We rebuke these forces in the name of Jesus, and we proclaim freedom and deliverance and the chains of bondage being broken in their lives. We know it'll happen, Lord God, and we thank you for it. And Lord, we bring before you this anonymous request for a dad. We don't know his name, but you do. We don't know where he is but you know where he is. We don't know what the needs are, but you know what the needs are, Lord God. The Spirit knows all things and makes petition and grumblings. We may not know, but your Holy Spirit does, Lord God. So now, from where we are and where this dad is, Lord God, let your Spirit touch his heart, Heavenly Father. You see the needs that this dad has, Lord God, whatever it may be. Bring it to pass. Whoever is asking this request, Lord God, hear their prayer, Heavenly Father. Bring to pass their prayer requests for this dad. It could be deliverance. It could be salvation. We don't know, Lord God. But we commit this dad into your hands, Heavenly Father. 
We pray that your spirit move in the life of this dad, Lord God. We just pray for him, Heavenly Father. You look deep within the mind and the heart, O righteous God. You can see in the mind and heart of this dad. And we pray, Lord God, that you become this dad's shield and you save him and make his heart true and right. And Lord God, your word says if a person does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. Lord God, bring this dad to repentance if that's what necessary. If it's revival that's needed, bring revival. If it's deliverance, bring deliverance. If it's the filling of the Holy Spirit, bring that. If it's protection, then let it be protection. Whatever it may be, Lord God, we commit this dad into your hands, Heavenly Father. You see all these requests, all these needs, all these prodigals, prodigal sons, prodigal daughters, prodigal dads in a prodigal world. We commit all these people into your hands, Lord God. We just ask that you push back the powers of darkness and allow the heavenly host to come forward and penetrate the lives of these individuals for deliverance and salvation. Secure their eternity, Lord God. Let them all get raptured, Heavenly Father. Don't let any of them, none of them, Lord God. China, Hector, Jason, Justin, German, Edgar, Angela, and this dad, don't let any of them get left behind when the rapture takes place. Save all of them. Deliver all of them. Fill all of them, Lord God. Make them new creatures in Christ, Lord God. We look for it. We wait for the testimony to be heard that a miracle has taken place, which we believe you for in all their lives. It may happen all at once. It may happen one at a time. But we look on the road, for we know that they'll all be on it. And we rejoice and we praise you, Lord God. We know that the testimony of victory is coming. We worship you, we praise you, we thank you, we glorify you, we exalt you, we lift you up, and we give you all the honor and the glory and the praise, Father, for the answers to these prayers. Thank you for the salvation and deliverance of Angela, of China, of Edgar, Hector, Jason, Justin, German, and this dad, Lord God, whoever he is, we thank you for their deliverance and salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, that word, amen, is not just the closing word indicating that a prayer is done. But again, Hebrew and Greek are picture languages signifying a visionary pictorial of what they mean. That word amen is the picture of a tent pole that is hammered deeply into the ground, established and firm. And so when we say amen, we are proclaiming that what we request is going to come to pass. Our request is firm. Our request is deeply embedded in the ground of faith, our faith, 
in God's faithfulness. We know these prayers will come to pass. And so we say amen to all these prayers. The tent poles of our faith dug deeply into the ground of God's faithfulness. He will answer these prayers. And so we've come to the end of our time together. I thank you for tuning in to our podcast. And so until next Thursday, again, if you have any prayer requests, don't feel that the end of this podcast means you cannot send in your requests. Sending your requests anyway, even past the time of the ending of this podcast, we will continue in prayer for these prodigal requests. And then we will bring them up in our next podcast. Between now and our next podcast, we will continue to pray. There will be no lapse in prayer for the needs of all prodigals. Send in those requests. We will pray for them. And again, mention them all in our next podcast. So until next Thursday, pray without ceasing, stand firm in the faith, and most of all, watch the road. Your prodigal and mine, all of our prodigal sons and daughters, will be on the road, and we will see them come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, being delivered and saved and filled with God's Spirit. Watch the road. We will see them on. God bless and good night.